Good morning gamers and welcome to the Polygonal Sunrise, your weekly video game news briefing every Monday morning. Today is Monday, April 15th, 2019. I'm your host Jack Martin. Let's see what happened last week. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is fully revealed. This article was written by Zach Swizen of Kotaku on Saturday, April 13th. Today, at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago, Respawn Entertainment, makers of Apex Legends and Titanfall, showed off their next game, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. The game will star Cameron Monaghan as Cal Kestis, a Jedi Padawan who survived Order 66 and the destruction of the Jedi Order. Monaghan is best known for his roles in Gotham and Shameless. During the panel, Respawn Entertainment revealed more details about the upcoming game. Cal is hiding from the Empire after the fall of the Jedi, and is working as a salvager on a new Star Wars planet named Bracca. He will have a small droid companion with him, BD-1. Cal will also have a former Jedi Knight as his mentor and friend. She's being played by actress Deborah Wilson. Respawn Entertainment wants a combat system that is easy to pick up, but that will also have a quote, lot of depth to it, end quote. It was described as thoughtful combat. What does that mean? Well, they're saying players will have to use all of their abilities and moves to succeed in combat. The game will introduce many new planets and characters into the Star Wars universe, according to Respawn, which apparently has worked closely with Disney and Lucasfilm. Among the cast will be Purge Troopers, a melee-focused variant of stormtroopers that are created to hunt down Jedi who survived Order 66. According to Respawn, these troopers have actually appeared in Star Wars comics already, and will also appear in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Before the event, EA revealed the game will be single-player only, will not contain any microtransactions, it would have no loot boxes. This was reconfirmed during the panel by Respawn Entertainment CEO Vince Zampella. The game is also being built in Unreal Engine 4. The game is being directed by Stig Osmussen, who led development of God of War 3. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order will be released for PS4, Xbox One, and PC on November 15, 2019. Alright, here are my thoughts on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I'm so excited for this game. It's probably my most anticipated of the year. Like I've said before, this is such an interesting time in Star Wars canon to explore, especially in a video game. Leaks before the announcement claim that the game feels like a From Software game like Sekiro or Bloodborne, and I think this will feel right at home with a lightsaber. I'm really glad this is a single player only game. EA clearly wants to have a focused experience for gamers, and they're doing so with a single player game. EA also seemed to have learned from its past mistakes here with the exclusion of microtransactions. They wouldn't really make sense in a game like this anyway, but it's definitely a good thing to exclude for the sake of gamers. I definitely can't wait to see some gameplay of this game, but in the meantime I'm very excited for November 15th. Alright up next, you can finally change your PSN name on PS4. This article was written by Oscar Deus of GameSpot on Friday, April 12th. Sony has confirmed the much-requested PSN name change feature will arrive very soon for PS4 users. Players in North America can change their IDs from today, April 10th, while those in Europe can do so from tomorrow, April 11th. Quote, we're excited to announce that the online ID change feature on PSN is officially launching to all PlayStation 4 owners later today, end quote. Sony social media director Sid Schumann stated on the PlayStation blog, quote, you'll also be able to change your online ID via a web browser, and that feature will also be available starting today, end quote. Schumann goes on to state that ID changes can only be done through a web browser or your PS4, so PS3 and PS Vita users are out of luck. 
As was previously confirmed, the first change is free, but any subsequent changes to your PSN ID will cost $10 or $5 for PS Plus subscribers. There are no limits on how many times you can change your ID, and you can always revert back to any previous version of your ID for free by contacting PlayStation support. Nobody else can take your old IDs, even after you change, and if you choose to, you can display your old ID next to your new one on your profile for up to 30 days, in order to help your friends notice the change. Child accounts cannot change their online ID, Sony says. Sony warns not all PS4 games will support ID changes. Any title published on or after April 1st, 2018 should display your new ID in-game, but the platform holder has discovered one instance, quote, where a recent game did not fully support the feature, end quote. A full list of games that support PSN ID changes can be found on the PlayStation website, showing that many hundreds of titles fully support name changes, while a handful of games have, quote, critical issues, and a few more have, quote, known issues which we did not consider critical to the gameplay experience, end quote. It's been a long time coming for PSN name changes. In December 2017, PlayStation boss Sean Layden said he hoped the name change feature would be available by sometime in 2018, but that didn't happen. Layden apologized to fans in a Twitter post today. The ability to change names has been available on Xbox Live for years. Just like Sony, Microsoft offers the first name change for free, but charges for subsequent changes. Alright, here are my thoughts on the PSN name change on PS4. The day has finally come. I really thought this would never happen, as it seemed like such a hassle to implement on the PS4. I made my PSN account in 2012 with the name of Jack M304. My PS3 was my side console, so I didn't really care about my name at the time. But the PS4 became my main console this generation, and I quickly regretted my account name, so I finally changed it a few days ago. I definitely recommend checking out the list of games with critical and somewhat troubling issues before changing. I don't really play any of the games on the critical list, and I rarely still play the ones on the somewhat troubling list, so I felt like it was safe to change. I'm really glad Sony was finally able to do this. And feel free to add me on PSN, my new name is Fascinated Jack. Alright, here's the last story. Horizon Zero Dawn actress says sequel is in development. This article was written by Colin Stevens of IGN on Friday, April 12th. Ginny Negevanker, who voiced Tatai in the Frozen Wilds DLC, may have spilled the beans on a potential sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Via a Reddit post from user Ninjiti, Gavanker, who portrayed Aiden Versio in Star Wars Battlefront 2, was speaking with fans at Star Wars Celebration Chicago when she made the potential slip. A fan thanked Gavanker for introducing her to Horizon Zero Dawn, to which Gavanker replied, quote, Just wait until you see the sequel, you're gonna die. I know some secrets, you're gonna die, end quote. Though her character Tatai was only present in the game's DLC, she did have an open narrative thread where she was headed to Sundom to learn how to harvest machines. Because of this continuation, Tatai could return in a sequel, meaning Gavanker may have some knowledge of its development. IGN reached out to PlayStation for comment. In February 2019, developer Guerrilla Games revealed Horizon Zero Dawn had sold over 10 million copies by its second anniversary, further securing its chances of receiving a sequel. In July 2018, Guerrilla began expanding in order to make games faster. Alright, here are my thoughts on the potential sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. I absolutely adore the first game. I think it's one of my favorite exclusives for the PS4. I think it's somewhat obvious that Guerrilla is working on a sequel. Horizon Zero Dawn was a successful game, so it's clear that a sequel is in the works. I never fully beat the Frozen Wild, so I don't really know much about Gavankar's character, but it'd be interesting to see how she's implemented in a sequel. 
I think Horizon definitely has the potential to become a staple franchise for PlayStation Next Generation. A lot of franchises like Uncharted for example are being phased out, so I think Horizon definitely has the chops to become the next great franchise. This news is definitely very exciting, and it makes me want to replay the amazing Horizon Zero Dawn. Alright that's it for news. I wanted to briefly discuss trophies on PlayStation since I've been doing some brief trophy hunting recently. Most recently, I got the COD 4 Remastered Platinum Trophy, so here's my thoughts on the trophy list. I think it's somewhat different than the original trophy list on Xbox, there's a few added trophies, and there was never a trophy list for the PlayStation 3 version, but it's largely the same. I think the most difficult one is still beating the game on Veteran, and the nearly impossible one is beating Mile High Club on Veteran. I think it's a fairly easy trophy list, but here's my advice if you guys want to go for the Platinum since it was free for the month of March on PS Plus. I'd recommend playing through the game once on Veteran and getting a kill with every weapon, and finding all the intel. That way you won't have to play through a second time, which is what I ended up doing. I'd recommend making a checklist of all the weapons and marking off each one as you get a kill for them. Then I'd recommend mopping up any miscellaneous trophies through chapter select. Finally, I'd definitely recommend doing the exploit for Mile High Club. I got the achievement legit on the Xbox 360, so I wasn't looking to play through a mission a thousand times again. I think this will save you a lot of time and effort for sure. Before we end the show, let's take a trip back in time and see what happened this week in gaming history. This is for the week of April 15th to the 21st. April 15th. On April 15th, 1997, Disney Interactive lays off about 20% of its workforce, ending in-house production of video games. On April 15th, 1999, Sega of America announces the Dreamcast video game system will be released in the US on September 9th for retail price of 199 US dollars. And on April 15th, 2008, Sony CE releases Gran Turismo 5 Prologue for the PlayStation 3 in the US. April 16th. On April 16th, 1990, Nintendo files four copyright infringement suits in the US and Canada against retailers and distributors accused of selling counterfeit video game cartridges. April 18th. On April 18th, 2002, Microsoft announces a price drop on the Xbox in the UK from £299 to £199.99 as of April 26th. And on April 18th, 2006, Nintendo releases Brain Age for the Nintendo DS in the US. April 19th. On April 19th, 1982, Namco releases the Dig Dug video game in arcades. On April 19th, 2005, Majesco releases Psychonauts for the Xbox in the US. On April 19th, 2011, Warner Brothers Interactive releases Mortal Kombat for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 in the US. And again on April 19, 2011, EA releases Portal 2 for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 in the US. And finally again on April 19, 2011, the Sony PlayStation Network is shut down due to quote, an external intrusion, end quote. April 20th. On April 20th, 2004, IDOS releases Hitman contracts for the PlayStation 2 and Xbox in the US and Canada. And on April 20th, 2008, Nintendo releases Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Darkness and Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Time for the Nintendo DS in the US. Finally, April 21st. On April 21st, 2000, Sonic Team is founded in Tokyo, Japan. And on April 21st, 2005, Nintendo releases Nintendogs for the Nintendo DS in Japan. That information came from a really cool site called thisdayinhistoryinfo.info slash compvid. There, you can find all sorts of cool information about what happened each day in gaming history. And that's it for the Polygonal Sunrise. 
You can join us every Monday morning for your weekly gaming news briefing. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at FascinatedJack, and you can follow the show on Twitter at PolygonalPod. If you have any questions or would like to contribute to the show, email me at PolygonalSunrise at gmail.com. You can subscribe to the show in its own feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podbean. You can also find the show under the Amherst Wire feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or AmherstWire.com. Be sure to leave a rating and a review. It really helps out the show. Have a great week, everyone. The Polygonal Sunrise is a production of the Amherst Wire. Visit AmherstWire.com or find them on social media at AmherstWire. This episode was recorded, edited, and produced by me. The entertainment slash podcast editor for the Amherst Wire is Jonathan Kerma. You can follow him on Twitter at jkerma98. My supervisor for the show is BJ Roach. You can follow her on Twitter at BJ underscore Roach. And finally, the music for today's episode is provided by Damon Hatfield. You can support him at damonhatfield.bandcamp.com or find him on iTunes and Spotify.